Allie Gerks. And I'm Julia Prescott. And everything's coming up podcast. episode is brought to you by so many things. Um, this year, give her English muffins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's what our sponsor is today. It's just the one thing, but it was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, we are joined today by uh, America's son, uh, America's stepson, America's uh, cool neighbor on a sitcom, America's America. Um, you've been, you're so America, you've been on This American Life. Uh, this is true. This I, I have had a life that is American enough to yeah. be on that show. They they do a test. Yeah, before. do they? They, uh, they? they do like a... There's a lot of birthers in the This American Life <laughs> office, and so they make you check your birth certificate. Yeah, that voice is, of course, Josh Androsky. Hello. 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 Uh, you are a great comedian. You tour the Thank whole you. nation. Thank you. And you got a cool blockbuster is- hat. Yeah, got a cool blockbuster it's hat. It's CJ Toledano's blockbuster hat, and I don't think he knows that I still have it. Ooh. So cut this part. Bleep. Just bleep that whole <laughs> yeah, sentence. We'll bleep Do a part. huge bleep. But uh, adding to, on top of all of that credibility and talking about The Simpsons, you are currently a writer for an animated show yes. that is highly revered. It starts with an S. And Ooh, it ends with a... Let's just say I write for a character, with, or I write for a TV show where the main character is also yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could be anything. That could be anything. Yeah. We can get to And that. one of the characters is super dumb, and uh, being the biggest fan of The Simpsons that I am, uh, I just, like, we wrote an episode, we finished a first draft on, on an episode yesterday, and I was like, oh, I get it. So with this character, this dumb character, I'm just doing everything I always wanted Homer to do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fun. And yeah. that's, I think, like, the most fun characters to write for. Oh, yeah, the ones that are really, really stupid. <laughs> yes, yeah. 100%. What an intellectual conversation we're having. Well, there's nothing better. I forget who said it. Maybe it was Mother Teresa. But there's nothing better than when really smart people get really stupid. Um, yeah. It's my favorite thing in comedy is mm-hmm. when, like, you just, you know that a smart person is having fun. Like, yeah. And that's why, like, all the Simpsons writers were geniuses. John Schwartzwalder, who wrote this episode that we're going to speak of, mm-hmm. is my favorite Simpsons writer. The dude's a genius. He's a yeah. genius. But he You're gets dumber player. than the best of them, you know? Like yeah. him and Conan and uh, 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 George Meyer, like mm-hmm. all of them, like that original like core group, uh, like they're all... You know, back when Harvard actually meant something in comedy <laughs> and in and college meant something in America. Yeah. Like, they were all, like, top grads and super smart. And, mm-hmm. uh, boy, did they revel in the stupidity of a man stopping traffic multiple times because it's New <laughs> Billboard Day. Which, by the way, in one of those jokes, uh, the first time that he stops... Um, and that big truck that usually carries all the cars. I think I know what you're going to say. All of the cars stacking up. That's a joke that I think about all the time yep. on the freeway watching the, those trucks. And I think that's the first appearance of the Charles Bronson guy. Uh, before, Because it's him. It's his face. It's his model. But uh, he doesn't have the voice yet. He doesn't have the Ipali voice oh, yet. Oh, that's great. But I believe... Uh, so you don't like the old time bikes. Yeah, my, my favorite line from him is actually in a, a later episode where a giant uh, fish falls out of the sky onto Homer's car and he takes it into the mechanic and he's like, you got to fix my car. Uh, and then um, the guy just walks up to Homer and goes, points at the fish and goes, well, there's your problem right there. <laughs> yeah. 
So the episode that we're talking about today, of course... Is Homie the Clown. Yes. Uh, when Julia texted me that <laughs> that was the episode that Josh picked, I just responded, Double Crusties. Double Crusties. Yeah. <laughs> Four Crusties. Four Crusties. <laughs> Which I've said more times than I've said my own name on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite line. Yeah. It's so good. Is that, Is that your favorite line? It's one of my favorite jokes it's of all there. time. It's so good. And um, Ben Schwartz said that he has a toy of Homer dressed up as... Uh, crusty, and yes. that's how he weeds out the poser Simpsons fans. Yeah. Oh, and he's like, "Oh, that's just, a great crusty." And he's like, "Okay, get out of my life." You yeah. know, it's not crusty because he doesn't have the top hair. Yeah, he doesn't hair. have the top point. Yeah, there's a lot of really great uh, quotes from this episode. Like, "My father's a big wheel at the Cracker Factory." Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I forgot that. That's probably one of the earlier times that the Cracker Factory comes up. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? It might be like. One of those things that's so wonderful about The Simpsons is that every episode, in the beginning at least, kind of unintentionally built the world yeah. around. So, like, it could have been a thing where they just thought that that was a funny line. Yeah, a throwaway. Like, and a then they were like, wait a minute, <laughs> let's actually make them work at the Cracker Factory. Which, which leads to one of my second favorite, well, one of my favorite lines, which is also when uh, he's fired, when the house uh, dad is fired, Kurt, yeah. and she's like, yes. I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and there's a, a three-way joke. tie with Allied Biscuit. Yeah. And there's a similar joke in this episode where um, toward the end of the episode, uh, Krusty gets plastic surgery so oh, that God. he has, he's you know unrecognizable so he can escape the mob. And um, he ends up having the same exact facial features, but um, just massive breasts. Yeah. And uh, after he complains about the plastic surgery, he's like, well, you'll see that I uh, gave you breasts. And he goes, did, I, did anyone hear me complain yeah. about the breasts? Did anyone hear me complain about the breasts? <laughs> yeah, and that moment in particular, I mean, it makes total sense knowing you and knowing this episode, why you picked this episode. Because I feel like a lot of those crusty jokes are so within your sense of humor. Oh, they formed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. first. Yeah. The, well, definitely the chicken in this case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, this this episode more than anything, like just rewatching it again for the millionth time this morning, uh, just looking at, you know, uh, and it's, it is, it's cool. Like I just started writing TV. Like uh, I'm writing like the second TV script I ever wrote yesterday. And then I watch this thing today and I look at all the things that I thought of writing yesterday and it's like, it's clear, it's not like a ripoff, but it's like so clearly my sense of humor is like packed into this episode. Yeah. The, um, the fact that Krusty like is just doubling down on how stupid he is with his money, that he puts all his money <laughs> against the Harlem Globetrotters, which is great. That's a, that's a great joke in and of itself, mm -hmm. but they go the one step further which is like one of my favorite things about The Simpsons is they'll set up something ridiculous, but then they'll go that extra step to show that the character really believes it. So he's watching the Harlem Globetrotters and yeah. just screaming, they got a ladder on the court! <laughs> <laughs> just get the ball! I know, God. Uh, yeah. like, it's my favorite. Yeah, that it makes it real. song as he's just spinning the yeah. ball. Yeah, God, it's so funny. Can I curse on this podcast? Yes, yes. please. Can I whistle on this podcast? Yes. No. Oh, oh conflicting reports. No I, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Before we get too deep into the episode, for people that haven't uh, watched this recently, we're going to read um, just a snippet of the synopsis. Uh, Krusty's accountant advises him that in order to generate more income to cover his gambling debts and extravagant lifestyle, he should open a clown college. Easily suggestible... 
Homer sees a billboard advertising the school and soon sees clowns everywhere. Obsessed, <laughs> which is a great bit. Oh, God. It's, it's so, so good. good. I can't wait to talk about it every yeah. second. Yeah. Obsessed, he ro- enrolls to learn the secrets of the jester trade. The jest- All right, on. someone's having a little too much fun oh, writing this yeah, synopsis. Yeah, is just really <laughs> trying for that promotion. Well, he's probably like, I can't say clown every sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got the thesaurus of jester, oh, let's do it. And this is probably written before the internet. Yeah, so, so he had to like, get yeah. a thesaurus. And those books are heavy, yeah, dog. Heavy. Obsessed, he enrolls to learn the secrets of the jester trade. You didn't have to say it again. You didn't have to say it again. Even though he cannot master the spin cycle fantastic mini bicycle loop trick, Homer graduates and makes appearances as a crusty imitator at events throughout Springfield. Oh, God. Stop, stop. He's already dead. That, I was going to say, that's the scene I think about all the time. I feel like that's probably in the top five. No, I don't know about top five. That's a little much. But top ten, certainly, like, at the very least, like, quotable Absolutely. Moments. It applies to so many situations in life, particularly within entertainment. Which is... Uh, <laughs> the seriousness with which you said that was phenomenal. <laughs> Your eyes got as big as that Runaway Bride. Do you remember the Runaway Bride story? The real-life Runaway Bride? Do you remember this? She's big eyes. I just she, remember seeing every the picture movie. of her was just like hello. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. Uh, you just look up, look up Runaway Bride real life and see how big her eyes are. They're Simpsons character teach. I'm trying to tie it back. I I have a lot of regrets. That is not one of them. Uh, but it, you know what's funny about that? Stop, stop! He's already dead. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, I need my medical alert the bracelet. Yeah, yeah. That, that moment is, um, it's so quotable. So many people talk about it. And it features characters that never appear again, which mm-hmm. I think is super rare. As far as like a one-time character having a line that's oh, that important. The Nick Burglar character? Or? Yeah, well, the little oh, boy. The little boy. The little boy that is not one he's of the... He's got the Ralph Wiggum voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Ralph Wiggum voice, but and he's like cool. cool. 70s striped shirt. Yeah. I like that. I like that they don't just go same. back yeah. to the same... Uh, but it's awesome. Like, what what other, you know, what other uh, moments that are as talked about or as, you know, quoted as that are just one-off characters. Yeah, right, totally. right. And that, or that it's just funny. Like, there's the, there's obviously the uh, Dustin Hoffman, You Are Lisa Simpson, mm-hmm. which is like a huge, but that's like an emotional moment. Yeah. Right. You're quoting that because of the moment. You're not quoting the joke. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but the joke is so fucking good. It's so good. Yeah, I take a screen grab of the uh, kids all staring and being like horrified yeah. and use that for a lot of things on Twitter too. It oh, works yeah. very well. It's a great reaction <laughs> to anything. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we start this episode with Krusty um, being terrible with money. To the extent of being terrible with money is so funny how they keep heightening it. Like he's just burning pearls. Burning <laughs> yeah, he likes a cigarette, cigarette with a pearl necklace. Yeah. yeah, he lights a cigarette first with a hundred dollar bill, then with Action, action comics, comics number one. <laughs> a pearl necklace. I love how quick it, it burns. Yep. And, <laughs> uh, and the sound effects for it is really great. And that uh, uh, moment where he's he's like getting all this money. Like they show how bad he is with money. One of my favorite moments, like early on, uh, was. When George Carlin calls and he's like, my seven dirty words you can't say TV bit is way different than your seven dirty words. Uh, and then he says something and he goes, well, excuse me. Steve Martin on line one, $10,000. Like just that yeah, height, how quick it is. It's heightening a, a character arc. Like it's heightening an episode arc. And then also heightening a joke twice while, like it does, that is such 
crazy good writing. Yeah, it's so rich too, and that's what makes it so intimidating from like a writer's point of view. Because it's all the exposition. Second. It's yeah. all the exposition, but it's covered in four hundred jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Everything you need to know about the episode, you're laughing at learning, which is unbelievable. Game of Thrones just throws tits at you when you are trying to learn something about someone. The Simpsons has the best jokes ever when you're trying right. to learn. And right. tits. And Krusty has tits. So there is a preemptive yeah. fuck you to Game of Thrones. And it's no secret that the Simpsons writing staff spends a lot of time on these episodes. That they sure. just go over and over and over until they get it right. Because you can see how many layers just in that part yeah. are exposition joke, exposition. It's, yeah, like I said, it's super intimidating when you sit down to write your own script and I, I would feel like, and I have often felt shell-shocked to attempt this because knowing what the Simpsons are capable yeah. of, you have to fill every single detail. And, well, and it's probably best not to start with the Schwarzwelder episode if you want to start comparing yourself <laughs> to anybody. I, I, that guy. I feel like I haven't actually sat down and compared my No, I know, I know. Because, because, because that, it would be so sad. Bad. Like... Anybody, oh, yeah. anybody that tried to do it would just be like, oh, well, I'm a failure. <laughs> I remember being in a writing class um, at iOS and uh, like a spec writing class and a girl, um, and a younger girl who may have been more familiar with like the newer episodes, mm -hmm. um, her spec script was for The Simpsons. And I just remember thinking, no. immediately knee-jerk reaction, girl, why? Why yeah. are you setting yourself up for failure? It's like, you don't go sing Mariah Carey at karaoke. No! You know what I mean? Like, not even Mariah can sing Mariah as well as she anymore. could back in the day. Wow, yeah. That's definitely gonna be top three karaoke fails. Yeah. I tried uh, Whitney once, and I learned my lesson immediately. Oh, yeah. I tried Celine Dion, and I, I edged by on the seat of my pants. Then I tried Kate Bush, and it was a bloodbath. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Uh, you it, buy on more like weathering lows. Ooh. Andy Kindler and a third thing. <laughs> and a third thing. Oh man, yeah. So, um, you know, we've kind of uh, touched upon this, but why this episode for you is your favorite? Um, I I feel like it's just the one I gravitated to the most, and it could be for a million of re a myriad reasons. Uh, it could be that the DVDs that I had, that all my roommates had, that we constantly lent out to people that were just, you know, it, it, that the rotation of Simpsons DVDs had landed on the, this season the longest. This is season six. six. Yeah. Had been on season six. But like, I just had those DVDs the longest. So I'd watch them the most. But really, I just, I just kept doing it. It wasn't intentional. Right. And then... Um, I feel like we all do this where it's like, oh, I have an idea. Like, I, I want to pick. Yeah. I want to I wanna see, like, what is my favorite? You know, you give yourself a little thought exercise of, like, you know, it's fun if you're bored and you don't want to go spend money. You just <laughs> sit at home and you're like, which one? What is my favorite of these? You have your little yeah. high fidelity moment where you're yeah. like, I'm going to make a list because it's a fun thought exercise. And this one always ended up on number one for me. I think, um, you know, it's... It's, I love Fat Tony. Yeah. I love, yes. I, I, I love Fat Tony and I love Krusty. But really the thing that kicks me into it is that I think from start to finish, because a lot of these episodes would have a, well, a crazy first act that kind of had very little to do with the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And this one kind of just barreled at you the whole time. It's kind of a movie. Yeah. yeah it really, it really gets it packs in so much yeah and like 
it earns all of it, you know? I, right. And I think by the time, because, you know, I, I, before I was thinking about these things, I would just watch The Simpsons all the time, every night before I went to sleep. I'm getting excited. I'm shaking glasses. I'm literally <laughs> getting so excited. I'm, like, moving silverware in your drawers. I would watch them all the time. I'd watch the episodes every night before I went to sleep, and I yeah. still do pretty much yeah. uh, every night. And uh, then I got to the point where I was like, well, let me see. I've read up on this John Schwartzwelder guy. Uh, let me see which ones he wrote. And the first one I saw that he wrote was this one. Yeah. And I watched it again, sort of having a better knowledge of comedy. And I was like, yeah. And it wasn't a question after that. Right, right. Yeah. And I also think that this episode stands out because it's, not, I mean, it's a crusty episode, so any time that an episode focuses on, like, a side character like mm-hmm. that, and you learn a little bit more about them, even though we're not learning his, like, backstory, backstory, it's not like the ones with his father, right. um, I, I enjoy that it's um, more devoted to him, but also, I think that this is the first time that Homer and Krusty have been paired up together. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I've talked about this a few times in the podcast, but they're, um, they reveal this on that jibber jab with Conan, that for a while they were going to have... Uh, the reveal and the ending of the television show with Homer being crusty. Right. So this is like Which the shattering of... so crazy to me. And it's such a... It's I such, get it. You know, when it's a limited idea of like how big the world is. And yeah. It makes sense that like, okay, well, we only have so many characters. What do we do? How do we make it a twist? I, I and know, but I don't think that Homer's cunning enough to be... Like, well... You would have to have multiple personalities. I, mean, I think the thing is they didn't have the big personality of Krusty. You know? Yeah, he and was so, just a hero. Like he wasn't, he wasn't fleshed out yet. Exactly, and that the the idea, which is a great idea for like a movie, yeah. and yeah, again, like a smaller world show would be, you know, like they've said, Bart just doesn't respect his dad at all, but he worships the ground this clown walks mm-hmm. on, right. and to be like, well, when Homer goes to work, he is that clown. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right, your right. dad, you actually do respect your dad, right? And and I get that if they had put in the work to earn that twist, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but then they were like, oh, wait, we're a TV show and everybody has to <laughs> yeah. stay the same every yeah. episode, pretty much. Yeah, it feels more like barfly conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely is a little tinfoil hat, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, this episode, to me, the, like, musically, like, one thing about this episode that's always blown my mind is how great their version of the circus song is. Yeah. Like the Alf Clausen um do 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 because it's so fucking good. Like like it's little hard things to be catchy like, like that. Well too. yeah you're tasked with coming up with a non-royalty version of do 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 which is a song that everybody knows that totally represents clowns. And yeah. and so like like the little things are all home runs. That yeah. song, the moment where they're all on fire, and it's one of my favorite That's shitty animation oh. moments of the oh, show, yeah. where it's just they're doing the jerky <laughs> hand movement. That's and then Homer does the so dark. Funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so dark. And then the weird um, uh, close encounters moment. Yes. That that was probably the thing that hooked me. Can when, you explain that to people that don't know? Yes. So the Close Encounters, they do a riff on the the Devil's Tower mashed potato dinner scene. Uh, Dreyfus, uh, who, by the way, uh, I I don't want people to think that I look like Richard Dreyfus. I don't look like Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> uh, I look like Richard Dreyfus. And, uh, I I I look like Richard Dreyfus. You. It was at a, it Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus himself. No, it was at a Halloween party like a year ago uh, or two years ago when I was 
um, something completely different. I think I, like, dressed up as, like, the first cat who went to college. <laughs> I, like, had, like, cat stuff and then, like, like you know, graduation garb because it was a super lazy costume. Uh, and someone came up to me and was like, oh, are you, like... Cat Richard Dreyfus probably, <laughs> and I kind of play into it by wearing the hats. But uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Wow, who was that? Person? That's a really creative person to connect with. <laughs> I've never seen her again. Yeah, but wow. she asked everybody that. Uh, yeah, that, that was her thing. Yeah. Nice. She hit gold. I got hit in the head with a brick earlier. Are you Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> looks like Richard Dreyfus. Um, no, are you Cat Richard Dreyfus? I mean, I want to like sit down and pitch that as a movie to like Cat Richard Dreyfus Richard Dreyfus Whoa! That's dirty. That sounded yeah, dirty. I didn't mean... Apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but so the moment where uh, he's at the, the dinner table with the mashed potatoes making the circus tent and they're like that the moment that really hooked me was just Marge going is everything okay, Homer? Do, 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 do. It's so, yeah. it's so and creepy. So, and she's so like straight faced about yeah. it too. And uh, my favorite part of that scene is <laughs> after he says, like, you guys are not gonna keep me anymore, I'm gonna go to Clan College. Bart just says, I don't think any of us were expecting him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and was this like the first episode where it was um like I know Bart had had episodes where it was Bart and a tertiary character, um, like I guess there was, like, Homer Loves Flanders a little earlier on, but, like... But he's a pretty major. He's a... Yeah. Yeah, I guess he would be more major than Krusty, at least in the earlier episodes. But, like, to have Homer and a tertiary character paired together... Yeah. Yeah, it feels a little early for it. And and I love that. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it really is exciting. It really feels like a special... A very special episode. It does. I mean, that's why I said it kind of felt like a movie, because you also have these... These mobsters, which, yeah. Is, yeah. which are such a fun group of people. But it feels like, honestly, this episode feels like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, where the rest of the right. the rest of the rest Simpsons had felt kind of like Pee-wee's Playhouse. Like, it's just like, ooh, oh, yeah. they're getting into more trouble. They're high stakes. Right, right, he's, right. He's, like, acting out something that we've never seen. Yeah, and, and just how many cigarettes and bullets are in this episode <laughs> is I hilarious. Love I love Flanders, like, getting shot. It's like, good thing I wore my... <laughs> yeah, my one piece of the one. <laughs> True cross. Uh, those are speed holes. <laughs> Maybe I should put speed holes in my car. Yeah, that, that's another another just amazing example of an idiot dubbing like doubling down on being stupid is Homer almost being convinced that a car that has a bunch of bullet holes and that that great line from the car salesman. Can I be honest with you? You should really buy this car. <laughs> like after it gets shot up so many times. Then and and it, this is just like a perfect cacophony of of stupidity where the, they're being Homer's being stupid and then Homer gets more stupid and then the mobsters are getting more stupid too yeah. because then Homer goes home and takes a pickaxe to his car <laughs> to put speed holes in it and the mobsters find Homer's house they're smart enough to do that but they only bought three bullets right and even one of them looks at the other and is like I told you we should have got more than three bullets <laughs> um, yeah that was great the the them shooting the car. Uh, definitely reminded me of the jerk scene where he's shooting the cans. Yeah. And that's two, right. that seemed like two Steve Martin jokes in one, so that, yeah. that also makes me super excited right. for this episode. Um, some some of the stuff that uh, you may have missed Ooh. they outlined in this guide. Um, I really enjoyed. Krusty <laughs> uh, has a curtain along with Krusty gold record in his office. Krusty <laughs> merchandise featured in the episode includes a Weeble Wobble Sideshow Mel and a Krusty big haired troll doll. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, why did they not mention the Lady Krusty stuff? 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Johnny Unitas, like famed square, like total square football player. Like, like it, knowing about football, it makes this joke even funnier because, like, when Johnny Unitas is heyday, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the history of football. But during his heyday, he was the square, and uh, Joe Namath was the cool guy. Uh, you know, he was the guy that wore, like, the fur coats or whatever. So you have the square with the buzz cut who, <laughs> like, is this supposed to bleed like that? And he's just like, mm, probably. <laughs> That's such a great weird thing to get Joe, uh, or to get um, uh, Johnny Unitas yeah. to, to talk about a woman bleeding from her lips. Because a clown, <laughs> a metal clown is biting the hair off of it's her so face. Good. That's great. Uh, well, this is my favorite stuff you may have missed. Um, uh, the sign beneath the front gate to Krusty's Clown College says... Formerly Willie Nelson's house. <laughs> That's like a really great sign gag. I appreciate. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, and then when the the mafia takes over the clown college, and they, they they just show the one scene where it's like kids these days have a lot of money. Once you're done entertaining them, you might try robbing them. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody's just writing the notes. Oh God. Uh, possibly, definitely top five favorite moments. One of my favorite moments in this is in the clown college. Uh, 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 montage of like Homer learning how to be crusty when uh, they bring in the wealthy dowager. Yeah, and it's just total Marx Brothers. Stuff. Total Marx Brothers, yeah. Wealthy dowager shows up and you think party's <laughs> over, right? Wrong! <laughs> and then the detail, the detail of like showing the wall behind her, like cracking. the brick, like cracking, like he hit her so hard. And Homer, yeah, kill wealthy dowager. Oh, I also love the uh, the cue cards of Walla Walla and then yeah. Seattle and Homer just dying at Seattle. Seattle. Keokuk. Cucamonga. Yeah. Um, so you touched upon this a little bit earlier, um, as far as like the Simpsons, um, inspiring you, uh, as you're writing. Yeah. Do you feel like that was essentially like one of the core pushes for you becoming a comedian in general? hundred percent. Yeah. The Simpsons, like I loved stand-up comedy, like, you know, whatever, stand-up's great. Uh, but it didn't raise me. Right. You know, mm -hmm. the Simpsons there wasn't you. like a thing more than the Simpsons. My friends and I at school all talked about the Simpsons. Every night, it aired three times a night. My parents would let me sneak into the guest bedroom, uh, and as long as I didn't wake up my sister so to watch the 11 o'clock episode that aired. My dad, one of my earliest memories is my dad, um, I like snuck in because I was I just couldn't sleep and I wanted to watch more TV. Uh, foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> when I was like a little kid, and my dad came home from work, and I, uh, I remember like I was so young, and he like was like, you know, I just, because uh, he works in TV, he works in TV, and I didn't know, like, in what capacity, you know, uh, as, as a kid, you just think, look, you make all television, so you <laughs> must know every single person on television, and he, like, kind of ran with that, and he came in, and he's like, uh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just trying to find The Simpsons, and it was, like, 10.55 or whatever, and he was like, oh, I talked to the guys at Fox, turn on Fox, it'll be on. He just knew that it was going to uh, be on at 11, but, like, he did that little, it's so, like, it bonded us. So oh, yeah. Like yeah. I know Santa. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, you know, yeah. as a, a, a Jew in Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. Well, your dad does have a direct link to The Simpsons. My dad does have, I'm sorry, I got very excited. No, yeah. please This talk is about the, it. okay, so this is the thing that I'm, like, the most proud of of my legacy. My dad created the show that is Ion Springfield. He created Ion LA. Oh my god. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Ion LA, there would be no Kent Brockman and no Ion Springfield. My dad, oh my god. Yeah, in the 80s, my dad was the first person to 
combine tits and jet skis and call it the news. Yeah. Right? Yeah. and he uh that 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 opening uh like is like a very good parody of my dad's ridiculous oh my show. God, and they went to it a lot. Like yeah. you know Tons. how many times? I would say like Probably five. I mean, yeah, yeah there's... That's a lot for, like, a yeah. single parody. Yeah, I mean, well, I think uh, the big reason is Kent Brockman just grew, and, like, having the guy, having the news be a character to amplify any story really worked really well from everything from, you know, Gummy Venus oh. to uh, our alien overlords, and, you know, <laughs> like, having the news be a character is great, but having them mock that style, which had just really come out, but now is everything that, like, news magazine yeah. style. Like, my dad, like, that's kind of, like, his thing that he did. And, um, like, all news has become that. Right. Which is, <laughs> no, I don't think my dad intended that. Um, right. I think he did still intended there to be a few Edward R. Murrows. But, um, <laughs> what have I wrought? <laughs> but, but really, like, it makes a Simpsons extra good and appreciant. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that word? Prescient? Pre- sure. Prescient? I'm going to let you walk that uh, They They saw into the future. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it really does make that like ribbing of that style of news that much more impactful for generations after. Because I don't think they knew it was going to be like that forever. But oh, it, yeah. it is now. That yeah. is what the news is. Yeah, it's interesting to see. Uh, you watch Idiocracy, and that's just what things are now. So yeah. it, that's a bummer. Because yeah. any dystopian society that you write currently that um, hinges on technology is just... Going to come true? Within a month. Within a month. There and so that's that's the singularity. Part. The real singularity is everybody getting dumber at an exponential rate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what know. does your dad think of the Ion Springfield stuff? Oh, he loves it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I was, was going to ask what the feeling in the household was. Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, he, yeah. yeah I, I, I think what an honor. Feels like a, yeah, that's yeah. That feels like an honor. Well, everybody loves The Simpsons. You yeah. know, like. You know? What? You would hope. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said no, and I was like, who are you? Uh, I hate them. Yeah. I'm like, this is your big heel turn. That would be such a twist. That would be such a crazy oh twist. You take off a mask. Huh. It's yeah. just, it's you, but with the, with frowny eyebrows. On this podcast. That would honestly be the most shocking thing I could tell anyone about me. Biggest, <laughs> biggest podcast twist of all time. Yeah. I know podcasts aren't necessarily in the biz of twists. Cereal. Yeah, but it's, it, um, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. You did it. I was gonna. I was, but then you did it. That's great. Yeah, what an honor. I mean, it's it's like yeah. uh, we only roast the ones we love, like that kind of spirit. Well, it's just that, like LA. You know, like B Man is the same. thing. I'm sure there's some right. kid whose dad's the B Man. Right. You know, because right. he was real. They were so loving in their tribute to LA. Yeah, you, know, you see a lot of like. Um, the Aztec Theater, a lot of like different things that are, you know, gentle nods to their environment. Absolutely. Yeah. All the donuts, like places. Donuts, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and that, that's the weird thing is like Springfield is not Los Angeles, but it, it is it pretty in much so is. many ways. Yeah. yeah. And which is why like their Hollywood episode, like when they filmed Radioactive Man, I'm, have mm-hmm. you done that one yet? We did. We, we did. Yeah. Theme. I'm sure you did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that, that was like such an on, like, oh, yeah. just perfect, like, not on the nose in a bad way, but just, like, perfect hit the nail on the head. Yeah. You know? How, yeah, how they were being taxed, you know, on yeah. every single thing, and then at the end when they went back to Hollywood, and it's, like, such a warm welcome. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I don't care that you have no money, like, come back, like, oh, I'm so glad we're funny. here where people really care about it. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
And and that of course came from a lot of transplants working on The Simpsons. Of course. You know? um, I think probably mostly all of them were uh, not from LA, so right. they hated being there in some way. But of course, they appreciated it. They had to make fun of it to make it through. Right. And I think that's the case for a lot of people that move here. That you kind of yeah. have to like make fun of it. Hopefully. Well, I'm from here, and we're Same. from here. We're all so, from here. Oh, you're from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That this is this might be the most amount of people <laughs> in comedy in the same room who yeah. are from Los exactly. Angeles ever. Exactly. <laughs> Usually, there's one or two, but normally they don't. Let there's not anymore. three. Mm-hmm. Nah. No, because then we'll start voting or <laughs> form yeah. a union. I really hope somebody's not like sitting with a sniper rifle across <laughs> the street. <laughs> 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 they can exit all out at the same time. Bullets keep coming through the thing. microphone. What yeah. keeps doing that? <laughs> it's like that. Um, Which is a joke from this episode. Bringing it back. So good. Um, it's like that. I don't know if this is just like a fable that Coca Cola made up, but like the people that know the Coca Cola secret recipe can't oh, be yeah. in the same room or something. <laughs> the birthday boys have a great sketch. Yeah, about they that. do. I <laughs> never heard that. That yeah. is so weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's just like some weird marketing yeah. story that they made up. But I love it though. I, I, think, I like really it, yeah. hope that's true. I think it's funny. Uh, yeah, any like old ceremony, and then bring it back to Simpsons, like something that they destroy so well by agreeing with, like right. like having that like weird old ceremonial like stuck to their laurels, or you know like a, a, a like whacking day right. kind of stuff that shows just and and on the Fourth of July we're recording this on the Fourth of July, yeah, uh, like to show that 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 just goofy, absurd side of patriotism patriotism is just a bunch of people that kind of look the same, all refusing to do something different, you know? <laughs> and and just how wonderfully The Simpsons skewers that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Jebediah Springfield episode Ooh, in particular. So good. Yeah. So good. That, yeah. uh, that's Joe Quizala's favorite episode, and he, he called that a long time ago. That Lemon of Troy? Um, the, it's like Lisa the Iconoclast. Le- oh, yeah, Lisa yeah. The <laughs> Where they find the, uh, the tongue thing. Yeah. I was thinking the more metal of tongue. like what Shelbyville was featured in. Right, Lemon right. Of Troy is a great yeah. Of that. Uh, the, Mary our I, cousins. Yeah, Mary our attractive cousins. The Iconoclast one is funny just because uh, Joe called that like the second that we said that we were going to be a podcast and he was like, I don't think you have to worry. Like, I don't <laughs> think anyone's going to pick that one except it's for you. It's a powerful one. It's a good, Great it's episode, a really good one. to say it's your favorite says a lot about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like justice. Street justice. Street. Yeah. I love street justice I too. You, you know me. I love street justice. But, but I feel like this whole episode is street justice. Yeah. It's a, the mob. Mob I feel justice. Like, I feel like through you that was the first time I heard the term street justice. I say it <laughs> all the time. And it, it's so you in so many ways. <laughs> it, there's nothing funnier than an overweight, hairy dude shouting "Street justice!" <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah. if I could have if I could have a, don't have a cow man, it would be street justice. I want oh, yeah. uh, shirts and stuff. Oh man, if it wasn't you know gonna be 100 degrees today, I would have worn. Shout out to Sam Varela, mm-hmm. uh, another OG Sips fan. Uh, she when she moved to New York, she had to leave a bunch of her shit, and she gave me. A pair of like bootleg Bart uh, sweatpants oh. that she cut rock and rolls like like holes in like little rock windows you know like oh, uh, rock I don't know how to like little slits of, yeah of, of, of jams slits. yeah 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 I didn't want to say slit because it's a terrible word it's a very gross word but it's also uh, the only word that makes sense in this scenario um, <laughs> but I have worn those on stage and I've never felt better yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so you talked about The Simpsons kind of raising you. Are there, I mean, there are so many good morals in the show, but are yeah. there any that you actually really took home? 
I mean, the brother-sister dynamic. I've got a little sister. Mm -hmm. So the brother-sister dynamic of, like, you know, most of the time being that, well, I'm going to keep moving my arms, and if (laughs) you get in the way, I'm going to keep kicking my legs, and if you get in the way, like that, just showing that. But then also just being like, man, well, mom and dad are nuts. We're all we have. You know, and it oh, took us, that. it took us a while to get that, you know, uh, cause it's so easy to, I mean, you've got, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you're an only child, if you have siblings. I, I have older sisters, so I never really have the unity of siblings. Right. We're like two years apart. So yeah. like, oh, that sounds great. yeah, so like, well, I mean, it sounds great now, uh, but at the time <laughs> it was, it was very much, then. yeah. And, um, I wanted someone to kick. <laughs> yeah. I mean. The, that's kind of what it was. And uh, ruin yeah. my Thanksgiving day. Right. <laughs> right. Little it, I mean, Yeah. I, I feel like, um, and I'm uh, speaking for my sister as well, but I, I hope she'll agree with me that we saw a lot of ourselves in the Bart and Lisa dynamic. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and those episodes, Lisa and I in particular, which is such a yeah. tender sibling episode. Yep. I feel really bonded and connected through that. Yeah. And, you know, that realization of, um, you know, maybe not mom and dad are crazy because maybe my parents are listening to this. I love you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love you, mom and dad too. I love you, mom and dad too. But you guys are kind of crazy. (laughs) You know that. No, but I think that the um, the realization that we are all we have that was what led to my first tattoo. You know, when I have matching tattoos on her feet in like their um, Sailor Jerry swallows Mm -hmm. and um, in flipped colors, so hers are like more red than blue, and mine are more whatever. Um, Yeah, we had that realization and immediately uh, got tattoos for that reason. You know, because we are always going to be there for each other. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, and and like that notion of like, our dad's a bit of a homer at times. I think all dads are. Uh, And, you know, my dad yells at the news a lot. (laughs) You know, my dad yells at the TV. Uh, And and to have that sort of like, you know, uh, we can laugh with each other. We're the audience, you know, like... What uh, as what we do fight, sure, but uh, especially now that we're adults, you know, we are that like we have yeah. that. Just we're, we're the audience to the world, where we're just like leaning over and cracking wise at like the whole world of events, yeah. and it's cool. And uh, like I don't know, just growing up, there were other things that like really bonded me. Um, like my mom and I would. Um, there's a Hans Molman moment that my mom and I for 15 years have said, uh, which is when Burns tries to drill through his head oh. and he just goes, ow, my brain. Yeah. I, I get another I like that. early memory. I must have been like seven or eight years old. <laughs> and my mom like just walked in and saw that moment. And I kind of got scared because it was like, ooh, is she going to get mad that this is, is this a bad thing that I'm watching as a kid? Right, right. But my mom and dad were never like that. My mom and dad were really, really cool about, um, you know, I would watch The Simpsons and then they would do these referential things and I would be like, well, what's that? And anytime I was curious enough to ask about something, they would not be like, oh, you can't do that. If I asked about it, they were like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so she caught that moment and we just like laughed so hard at it and then it's been I'm a going thing to get the lucky charms out of your head exactly yeah. oh the little <laughs> cereal mascot but often, get your lucky often, charms. um the great sibling bonding moments mm-hmm. on the simpsons i feel like they're so inclusive to have those parents uh son daughter bonding moments too yeah that it's not just 
you know, you need your sibling because you're all each other has, but you also need your mom. You also need oh, your dad, You also need, you know, whatever, your yeah. school. <laughs> but, your yeah. school. Be true to your school. <laughs> Be true to your school. Like you would to your girl. You're a little guy. Um, <laughs> you're a little boy. <laughs> you're a little girl. No, but they they had so many tender moments yeah. know, scattered throughout almost every episode. And um, I love that about The Simpsons. I love that. I think, and then I've said this before on the podcast in, in whatever, you know, phrase that I chose. But um, <laughs> I'm having a hard time choosing out. Um, but that, you know, that's a consistent line that I think really distinguishes it from the other TV shows happening at the time, especially right. Fox. Um, yeah, but Toilet Flush. Defies, <laughs> yeah, something that defies its early reputation as being more of a Hellraiser's kind of show through Bart in season one. Right. You know, that's what is so shocking to me when I hear about households that were forbidden from watching this episode. Yeah, I knew a couple kids that were, and I was like, oh, okay, so, like, we have nothing to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> you <right>? know? <laughs> And it yeah. was just like... It's like, and, and, and you got to that point where like those same kids that couldn't watch The Simpsons, they like weren't allowed to watch. I remember there were kids that my sister were friends with who we were like younger that weren't allowed to watch Rugrats. Whoa. You know? Or it's and, and, like any defying, what? any defying of authority, you know, any, like Rugrats, like they constantly, even though they're babies and they can't listen, they yeah. constantly <laughs> went against their parents' wishes. And this is the other thing, like personally for me, like there's a family thing, which like is me and my sis and like. You know, I love my sis, uh, but for me, the way that it raised me and shaped me, it taught me to question everything. Which is so important. Yeah, and just not blindly give respect to people because they're wearing a suit. Yeah. yeah. You know, everyone mm-hmm. is a Super Nintendo Chalmers. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, and, and there, everyone is a straw man Skinner. Everybody is an Armentanzarian. Every fucking politician is Armentanzarian. I'm right now. <laughs> they are. I'm yeah. getting, like, inspired. It, it, yeah. It really, and the, the, the Iconoclast episode was a great thing about that, but I feel like with, you know, you had, like, the great left of left liberal thought in the Simpsons from dudes like, I believe like George Meyer was like a big one. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's like where I find myself on the political spectrum. But you also had the insane Ron Swanson libertarianism from Schwarzwelder and others where back before the Republican party became this goof off and the Democrats became Republicans. Yeah. Like in the very beginning, uh, uh, of that, like whole, like Clinton era politics, like, um, you had smart people on both sides of an issue (laughs) and, and there were intellectuals arguing like with jokes about how the world works and, and showing their point of view in a very smart, very subversive, always question asking way. And so it really, really instilled in me this thing of like, I got to figure this out for myself. I'm not going to listen to what anybody tells me because clearly as illustrated by most every adult of The Simpsons, they don't know shit about what they're doing. Yeah. And then once, you know, we become adults, we're like, yeah, we don't know shit about what we're doing. Uh, yeah. And I, the only way to know more is to ask questions. We, yeah. We're making it up as we go along. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I remember even as a kid um, hearing about my friends who were um, not allowed to watch certain things and lived a very sheltered lifestyle, just being like, how do you possibly learn anything about the world? Jump. And it was, yeah, a big judgment call for me of just like, wow, or maybe not so much a judgment call, it was just like an eye-opening experience of like being grateful for what I had and what yeah. I was privy to allowed to because I think that from a parenting perspective you don't really succeed in developing a a kid who has 
um, the capacity to be a, a strong adult if they're mm-hmm. being sheltered from things that should stir them up and should question their and thoughts and yeah, just exist. I mean, you're yeah. you're just putting blinders on your kids. I would shelter yeah. my kids from things that would give them nightmares, but yeah. I wouldn't shelter them from things that would make them ask questions. Yeah, right. it's so important. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, if something's scary... Or very pornographic. Right. Yeah, if there's no, if there's no creative yeah. value to it. Yeah, no sure. Ed Wood movies for little tiny tots. <laughs> but yeah. like, as they get older, then you get to see why well, it's so funny. certain Ed Wood movies, you know, you can watch <laughs> Plan 9. Yeah. Fucking hell. Sure, that's not yeah. porn. Uh, <laughs> that's not porn. That's not porn, dog. You heard it here first. Plan 9 from outer space, that shit ain't porn, dude. <laughs> Dang, bro, that's not porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't porn, dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's something that I personally wouldn't want to see anyway, like scary stuff or right. porny stuff at a young age, I think, is weird. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, like, getting away from porn, if we can. Why? Oh, monsters. Why? <laughs> uh, the other thing that The Simpsons, like, really helped me with as a kid was they were so heady and unapologetically heady and, and, and um, without being, like... <laughs> were smart. They just were smart. Uh, And they had all these references. Like, there's this great moment in, um, you know, just like nod to classic humor that got me really interested in the Marx Brothers and in the history of humor and in old Looney Tunes. Um, And like, there's the great thing that we talked about with the wealthy dowager, Mm -hmm. but there's also this classic, classic joke that like could have been written as the first joke ever which was the moment with Dick Cavett where he's like, you know, uh, I was, uh, I, I have a great story about having dinner with Groucho. And Homer's like, you'll be having dinner with Groucho tonight if you keep it up. I laughed yeah. so hard. It's a perfect joke. So great. He's following him as they're walking outside. Yeah. He's like, uh, hey, you want to grab a drink or something? Talk about uh, other people that I know. And, yeah. Uh, it's like, ah, no, sorry. I got to go uh, distract uh, bulls at a rodeo. Oh, oh I'm, I'm going that too. No. I'm going a different I'm going way. going a different yeah. way than you. Yeah, that reminds me of a dinner I once had with Groucho. You'll be having dinner with Groucho which tonight. Is, which is such a Groucho joke. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. And so many just like wonderful homages to the point where they're not distracting like in some other shows. Some other shows some... that really <laughs> do it to the ground. Yeah. Right. right. Well, there's so many uh, opportunities for those kind of jokes through Krusty specifically. Yeah. Like he was really a window into that kind of like old school humor. Absolutely. Slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. And also like I consider him to be sort of a surrogate to Jerry Lewis a lot of the time. Jerry Lewis, but also Mel Brooks. Yes, exactly. And He's all of them. Yeah. All of them. Like Sid the Caesar. <laughs> yeah, really, all the old Jews. And it really, being a young Jew, like, my dad's Catholic, my mom's Jewish, and so, you know, I was raised, I mean, the Reformed Jews and, like, half-Catholics and whatever, like, uh, we didn't really go, we weren't very religious, but the Simpsons helped open up the cultural appreciation I have for Judaism yeah. uh, with Krusty. <laughs> like, it laughed at itself, but it also had touching moments. Yeah, and, and you know, like, having Mel Brooks on yeah. when Homer was the chauffeur yeah, yeah. and doing the, uh, let them all go to hell except for Cave 76, like, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, those old bits, like, it really made me see, so I'd see something like that Mel Brooks bit, and I'd be like, what is this from? And then I'd have to go to the library, or, like, we just got the internet, and, like, get, uh, you know, but, like, a lot of times I'd go to the library at school and, like, look up stuff about Mel Brooks, or, like, right, look right. up these, you know, the Marx Brothers. And, yeah. And, and go to, you know, rent videos of uh, Looney Tunes cartoons, and, uh, like, that 
if you're a curious little kid and all of us were Mm -hmm. having somebody make you laugh and then make you go but you're doing so i can tell you're doing something you're talking about something that i don't know what it is yeah and 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 we did that we followed that thread and we were like well what are they talking about what is this and that inspires me as someone who you know writes comedy and is trying to create something that is impactful yeah um, to continue that tradition and to you know infuse my uh inspiration through this and all of the layers beyond that oh, to yeah. the next generation. In this in this episode of this uh, unnamed cartoon that I wrote yesterday, I put in a, a very specific reference to Apocalypse Now. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's just that little thing where it's a joke. It's very clearly a joke. There's nothing bad about it. But you can tell that there's something up in that moment that I'm like doing like an homage to something. And my hope is that now that we're talking about this, I just thought it would be funny to put that in. But now that we're talking about this, I really hope that there's some like curious little kid that's like, I feel like I've seen the guy put the blue face and say the word horror a lot. Yeah, or if they're already familiar, it has that same sensation that quoting The Simpsons, I believe, has with us. Yeah. Is when when you quote it, you instantly feel that connection because you speak the same language. Yeah. You go, yes, we're part of the same tribe. Yeah. How fantastic is that? And that's why this is so important to me, and that's why I quote all the nerd things. Yeah. That's why I think anyone goes to those nerd things. Yeah, and I love The Simpsons' bold anti-nerd stance, yeah. knowing full oh, well so that funny. it's comprised of nerds. Yes, and uh, all their nerds and the way they're drawn and, and written are so funny. And well, they're just drawn and written like the writers. Also, <laughs> you know, the the show doesn't lie to you. Like the show, yeah. the like the way that they approach nerds is the way that the world approached at least the time, the way nerds were. Like, there's jokes about, like, a handsome man would wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that stuff was real. And yeah. But we still see, I mean, you see that they're being made fun of, but you also see that the people who wrote it made the jokes that are making fun of them. So right. you know yeah. that there's hope for you without being lied to, just like, nerds are going to rule the world. Like, well, in one way they are, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But and not also, by yeah. being handsome. Yeah. The <laughs> suggestion that, you know, there are nerds and then Homer's definitely not a nerd. Like, right. you know, you see a lot in, like, Homer Palooza or like other episodes. The Homer goes to college. Homer goes to college, you know, how he's so defiantly anti-nerd. Yeah. You know, he's arguably, you know, right in there with them. Well, and he's nerding out on his Animal House movies. Yes. Like, he's doing that same <laughs> obsessive thing that creates nerds. Like, yeah. liking sports in a very well, excessive way. Yeah, yeah, he's a nerd in the way that, like, the Revenge of the Nerds guys were defined in different ways, but, like, right. different um, points on, like, the nerd spectrum. Oh, the autism spectrum? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, Booger was a nerd, but he wasn't the typical nerd. Right, exactly. He was just kind of a loser. That reminds me of when uh, in Summer Four Foot Two they're playing the like the whatever the board game is, and they see the character that looks like oh, Justin Millhouse. Oh, yeah. Point Dexter. The <laughs> <laughs> it looks like that's specifically a joke that my father and I laughed heartily over, just because it was so like, yeah. My my dad in that episode, we called our dads for Father's Day, and he, I asked him which character he identified with most, and he said Homer, um, and Milhouse actually. That's hysterical. And uh, and then it made me yeah think about that because I think moments like that that are so strongly Homer and so strongly Dad that really resonated with us. Yeah. Which brings me to you asking uh, me asking you that question: Um, which character do you identify with most? Disco Stew. Uh, No, no, no. Disco Man. Stew Don't Advertise has been in my brain forever. Yeah. Disco yeah. Stew Don't Advertise. <laughs> uh, I remember when I would play like wrestling video games, they would let you like make your own character and I would always make Disco Stew. Yeah. Uh, but, um, the fish being dead in his uh, platform. So good. I know why. I can't do my name. 
I, I mean, in my family life, and this is weird because I've never really thought of this, um, I, uh, I'm i a Lisa. I'm the yeah. Lisa of my family for sure. I'm the political one. I'm the iconoclast rabble rouser one. And my sister was, yeah. my, I mean, you would think that I would be the Bart based on how I act uh, and now. You're such a radical dude. And, well, I mean, yeah, well, no, mostly that I have a tummy and I wear orange shirts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, my sister was the one that was, like, getting into trouble, and I was the uh, one that was, like, you know, the, the moment with the lunches, you know, like, why, why, you know, be good, please, be God, for God's sake, be good. Right, yeah. Uh, like, I, my sister would get that, and I would get the other note, you know, like, uh, she was the one that was, I think like, this one's for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was the one that would, like, act out more in that way, and I would upset people by just you know, constantly correcting my teachers, you know? Totally. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that in family life. But, man, there's definitely, like, for me, I, I, I just, like, Homer's so important. But then there's, the, the Phil Hartman characters are so important to me as well. Yeah. Just that, like, when I'm goofing around, that kind of, like, you know, well, the, the judge hates me because I accidentally ran over his dog. I replaced the word accidentally with repeatedly, and the word dog was with son. son. <laughs> like, that just, That's one of my best jokes ever. So one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. That, that is like... But I guess overall, if I had to pick one, I would be Lisa. Yeah. But if I had to pick a funniest one, and this changes all the time, because I feel like Homer is like... It's like when you're talking about bands and you want to talk about your favorite bands. It's and like, every- okay, the Beatles. We exactly, know. exactly. You just like got to get the Beatles out of the question. It's like, we get it. The Beatles are properly rated. Move. Properly rated. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just like Homer Simpson, everybody's talked about it. Greatest character in the history of television. Like, yeah. who yep. cares? Stop. Yeah. Uh, so we go on. Um, for a while it was like the Lionel Hutz, you know, Troy McClure, you know, Phil Hartman thing. But the more I watch now and the more adult I get and the more shit that happens in the world, uh, Chief Wiggum. I was going to say... Chief Wiggum might be the funniest, my favorite character. I recently realized, in the past I've said on this podcast that I really enjoyed Krusty, but as I was watching more and more episodes, I realized I'm never upset when Chief Wiggum is invited to the party. Right? Ever. I think if I had to... If I had to pick a favorite line, if I had to, like, gun to head, if I had to pick a favorite line, I'd say... First of all, put the gun down. This is a rat conversation we're having. <laughs> you got me to involve violence. Um, but I would say my favorite line, if I had to pick one, would be, uh, the suspect is hatless. I repeat, hatless. Which is just the best, unnecessary, not helpful, just saying words to yeah. say words, which it represents all of the police in America, and it represents any figure of authority. And, and He's so good. It's I, so yeah, funny. He makes me laugh in the Sherry Bobbins episode when um, she's singing that song uh, where she says, like, the policeman on the street needs some time to rest his feet. And he goes, fighting crime is not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Simple phrase is so fucking funny to me. My yeah. dad and I always say the very Edward G. Robinson inspired yeah. during I Love Lisa. Ah, oh, nothing gets chocolate out. See? <laughs> <laughs> He's got this big chocolate stain on his uniform. Also, donuts. Uh, I got donuts. Donuts. Hey, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over. Oh, thank God. That's over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, the shitting. So good. That's yeah. a good flutin' boy. He's got, he's got 
Yeah, yeah. Sarah, get me uh, the whatever on the phone. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. And and the, and just how like yeah, how much he hates doing his job, but also how bad he is at doing his job. Yeah. Even before you take into consideration that he hates it and he slacks off, he's so bad at it. Like. Um, when he gets the call, it's like, I, I just burned down three buildings and I'm going to burn down another one. Sure. <laughs> I'll type it right. It's a full typewriter. Yeah, and I, and I love the affection that he has for his two, you know, co-cops. Yeah. <laughs> Lou and, uh... It's not Carl, but it's... I no, always I, remember Lou, but I can't remember the other one. Oh, yeah. Because Lou is the one that's just uh, Azaria doing Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love the quarter pounder with cheese Simpsons oh, yeah. version. <laughs> yeah. A partially hydrogenated soy based beverages. <laughs> what do they call them? Shakes. Ugh. You just don't Shakes. know what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah, I love any nod to Pulp Fiction. I mean, yeah, the donuts one is, is so good. <laughs> yeah, he's just great. I mean, he's not, he's a dumb character that is, I feel, genuinely happy. So yeah. mm-hmm. he's very joyful. And he has some of the funniest lines because he's a dope. Yeah, he's and he's very, in power. And and he's got and his life. power. He's very similar to Homer, I think, in that sense where he's just a dope that you can't really blame for being a dope because yeah. you can't help it. Yeah. And like and he loves his family. He loves Ralph. And sure, yeah. absolutely. And he loves his wife. And they all have the same porky pig nose, and it's great. <laughs> so uh, they found each other. Yeah. Well, and like you look at the earlier episodes, and there's that really. It's very funny, but it seems just so out of place now. Where it was like. Wiggum versus Quimby, where they they would have this like you got you can't keep doing this Quimby like like the nod to those old like dramatic shows, yeah, uh, and and that gone like immediately gone and just replaced with them both being well like you know Quimby being the crooked Chicago politician and uh, which is such an indictment of Democrats, which yeah. is wonderful that it's in there while having Burns and the ultimate indictment of Republicans, right, 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 uh, right, exactly, you know? yeah. I definitely got like my pro union stance and my like very much like you know political uh, edge. Yeah, from watching a lot of Lisa, which I feel like Lisa gets the bum rap of all right. of it. Well, Marge probably more when so. When you grow up, though, you realize how great those characters are. Yeah, yeah, Lisa especially is just like you know America fell in love with Bart first, yeah. but like we watch the show through Lisa's eyes more than Absolutely. more than not. Absolutely. Stayed for Lisa. Yeah. yeah. Come she's, for Bart, stay for Lisa. She's the smartest one on the show, yeah, without yeah. question. You know, yeah. she understands what's going on exactly and and her silence on issues that don't need to be harped upon are, is just as kind as the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure if the Simpsons creators and writers and animators heard what you just said about politics in regards to the Simpsons, they would probably stare at their hands and go, what have we brought? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favorite moments of the Simpsons in general is them all talking about what their catchphrases is and Lisa's, <laughs> if anyone wants me, I'll be in my room. And she's like, what is that? So if you could give Lisa like a, a better kind of Ooh, don't have a cow man, what would it be? Uh, or what would the sentiment be if it's not exactly a quote? I feel like, because Marge's quote is, mm, like, <laughs> yeah. that's Marge's quote. I feel like Lisa's would be um, just like, uh, it would have to be hopeful, but, because the thing with Lisa, the, the key to Lisa, Lisa's catchphrase is just not becoming cynical. Yeah. Like, like that's Lisa's like main emotional thing that keeps 
everything moving yeah. is that Lisa has every fucking reason to become cynical. Yeah. Right. She has every, and she does in some episodes. Especially in the Miss, or like the Lisa, Miss Lisa goes to Washington, whatever the Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, when she does right, the speech. Right. Yeah, and she realizes that they're, it's all a sham and they're all right. lying. She yeah. she could get cynical at any moment. And, you know, you, you think back to Conan's, you know, last Tonight Show where he has the don't be cynical thing and you look and you're like, well, of course this guy wrote Lisa Simpson. Like, yeah. Lisa Simpson is that 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 perfect just like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, not to bring up another Simpsons quote with it, but the hang in there, baby cat. Oh, I love that, 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 that cat's probably, that dead. probably dead. But Lisa isn't, you know, like that <laughs> spirit of just like, it's okay. Like, I know it sucks, but you got to stay, you got to not become cynical for yourself. Exactly. And I think a perfect oh, example of that. Goosebumps. Yeah. I think a perfect example of that happens at the end of Lisa, the iconoclast, where she is about to just completely like pull the cover off of Jebediah Springfield and expose him to the whole town. And she goes there and she's about to make the speech, but she mm. watches the faces of everyone in the town and how much happiness this brings them to yeah. believe in somebody who cares if it's not real, which I feel is, you know, synonymous with um, certain organized religions. Yeah. All, you mean all of them? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> and um, but yeah, she it's... has a moment where she doesn't want to steal away that happiness. Right. And so she just says, uh, he was a great guy. And everyone goes, oh, isn't she so sweet? She yeah. loves Jebediah Springfield. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's picking your battles and, you know, and any relationship you have with anybody, family, loved ones, like whoever, you have to pick your battles. And I feel like if you were to ever look at yourself in a situation and be like, what would Lisa do? Like, honestly, like, or like, I just did something very Lisa-esque. You would look back on that after you did it and go like, "Oh, the right thing exactly. to do." You know? <laughs> yeah, you really should be. Just be Lisa. Be more Lisa. Yeah, we need I more Lisas. That's, that's a great takeaway. I think. Yeah, I think that's a really great point to end on. Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Where can very people fun. find your stuff? Uh, you can find me at Shut Up Androsky on Twitter, and um, you can uh, see I wrote some <laughs> stuff Googling. on Vice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just keep Googling Josh Androsky. Yeah, pretty soon in like a year, there's going to be a couple things on TV that I have written and uh, taken part in writing, and uh, it'll be good. Oh, I guess I can say um, the new season of Billy on the Street. I wrote some jokes for that. Yay! I'm very excited. That's a really Street cool Street Justice. Street <laughs> Justice. Are you going to be touring soon throughout the U.S.? I, there's you a, did a big mess of tours. I so did. I, there might be a there. I, there's a very good chance. Follow me on Twitter, but uh, that I'll be going through um, New Mexico, Texas, and Louisiana uh, come yeah, October. October. Yeah. For... Are you allowed to announce yet? When does this come out? Monday. Believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In October, I'll be going through the Southwest and uh, the South, and and doing. Uh, Actually, a few dates in, like, San Antonio and um, other parts, Lafayette, Louisiana. Ooh, I've been through Lafayette. I like Lafayette yeah. a lot. And you were there before I was, and they drew um, swastikas on your faces in the poster. Yeah, those juggalos are great. I love those. <laughs> those juggalos also gave me the only standing ovation I've ever gotten, <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. It was a pretty good show for me, too. Yeah, yeah it was It was fun. Those juggalos are like pretty cool. I like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll Sweet. see you guys next week. Be more Lisa. Bye. 
So that was our episode with Josh and Drosky talking about Homie the Clown. Um, also, you can catch Josh and Drosky's uh, weekly show at the Bigfoot Lodge on Los Feliz Boulevard every Sunday night. And it's a great show. It's a lot super of good. Great comedians run it. Uh, I think he runs it with James Fritz and Solomon Giorgio and Guy Branham when he's in town. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, so we asked you guys what your favorite crusty moment was on the Twitter. You guys gave us some really great responses. <laughs> Samantha Cross uh, at Darling Sammy. Let's just say it moved me to a bigger house. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, we, which we I, did just talk about in the stars I, burns. Yeah, <laughs> I said the loud part, quiet, and the quiet part. Loud, flip that, whatever. Um, so Mitsula at Mitsula said when he's taking a bath in the 1984 Olympics promo and vows to personally spit on every 50th crusty burner. <laughs> I fully remember that. That's yeah, I don't know either. Out. Tell us what that's from, please. Yes. Um, oh, this is another one that's one of my favorites. Um, probably one of my top five episodes of the show, Camp Krusty. Um, at Nixon Robocop said, get ready for two weeks at the happiest place on earth, Tijuana! South <laughs> of the border. <laughs> I, uh, I have the um, album, so I memorized <laughs> how they are cut together. Uh, ben Surley at Venom1987 just said sex cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> sex cauldron? They're still good. Uh, uh, Steve Oliva uh, at Kitchen Island SP wrote, Homer drives up attempting to return trampoline. Krusty Cox shotgun. You just keep right on driving. <laughs> so funny. That was like a really terrifying episode. Because it was. of just how menacing uh, and perilous this trampoline was all the kids injuring as a kid watching that it made me feel very unsafe as a kid with a giant trampoline who had people over all the time wow brag much <laughs> i took off the uh like the blue safety part around right. the springs because it was cooler that way and it was yeah. very dangerous uh chris howard at a chris howard uh, his favorite part is for when he forgot the words on the na- in the national anthem on lisa on ice should not have turned down those cue cards yeah um, Ed Daniel on my own, uh, wrote, now for my favorite part of the show. What does that say? Talk to the audience. Ugh, this is always death. <laughs> uh, the tall, the tall man underscore Z. I thought the generals were due. And then in front of the two is homie the clown the best, uh, crusty episode? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, according to our guest today, yes, it is. <laughs> um, at a puff of Jack. <laughs> and I contend that these tourists were decapitated before they entered Krusty's house of knives. Pretty good. Oh, and of course the drawing of Krusty, just the horribly drawn. Yeah, oh, that comes up a lot. Just it does. Simpson stuff. I mentioned Joe Casella once already. He's the biggest Simpsons fan, more than even I think us. He he just knows it so well, and it's kind of right. the same. But his lock screen on his phone is the really badly drawn Krusty, which good. I love. <laughs> um, at Uncle Butler wrote, we're dropping him out of a blimp tomorrow. Oh, don't worry. Nothing will happen to you, Mr. Teeny number seven. <laughs> That's such a great comment on, like, action movies and, and, and goons. I was going to say minions. Ah, oh, my uh. mind is polluted. Um, I feel like just in my, I don't know why, maybe this is sourced from The Simpsons, but I feel like a joke that I keep returning to in pitching random sketch stuff and whatever I'm always curious about, like, the private lives of goons in, like, action movies. Like, I've tried to write a lot of sketches where it's, like, a goon's funeral or a goon's this. Like, I just, I really think it's funny when you get, like, that layer peeled back. Totally. And you see 
how they're a full person. Yeah. I just think that's always really funny. That's actually um, one of my favorite moments of Austin Powers is yeah. there's the guy who gets rolled, like flattened to death. And then yeah. at the – it's either like after the credits or just in a bonus feature, they show they show the call that the family gets that the guy was flattened to death. Oh, my God. And I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah. There are all these really funny behind-the-scenes or like extra clips and the family is just – so devastated. That's so funny to me, and I think, yeah, that's probably directly from The Simpsons. Absolutely. For me and my influence. Um, and, you know, I think everybody was sort of, like, fishing from the same pool, maybe, with the Mike Myers, Austin Power stuff, but, yeah, when you add a dose of reality to something that should be goofy, or is has been defined through comedic history as being something that, oh, you just have nameless goons and whatever, whatever. No, no, I think that diving in one layer deeper and going, what is this person's life? What are they thinking? You know, what are their relationships? Is so funny to me because it does shake it up. It's it's not the norm that we've come to know. I love it. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, and on Twitter last week, we uh, announced who won the shirt that you draw, Drew. Drew. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to speak English. Oh, that's fine. Um, down with homework. Down with homework. So that's yeah. super exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we named on our Twitter the winner of that. Um, I don't know how to reach this person <laughs> 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 because it was through our iTunes. Um, but if you are Mason Miller three, we got um, a shirt for you. Email us your short <laughs> size because I don't want to just send you. Well, first I got to send you something. But I also don't want to send you, you know, the wrong size, and so it's more of something that you frame on your wall, which, what an honor. But it's, it's, I, don't, cool. I want you to appreciate it fully, three-dimensionally, <laughs> in life. So please find us, if you are Mason Miller Free, email us your shirt size at everythingscomingatpodcast at gmail.com. Also, to the rest of the world, please keep emailing us. We I love getting your love- emails. Holy crap. I, I've... Miss, gotten misty-eyed over Yeah, you brought emails. mist to our eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're just really precious. They're really sweet. And uh, we're going to reply to all of them, I promise. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a real joy. And, um, yeah. Yeah, keep leaving us reviews. Keep engaging with us on Twitter. We have so much fun. Yeah, and we teased this a couple episodes ago, um, the Nick Ross episode, but we will be doing a dating game with our listeners. So Hell yeah. Hey, how about this incentive to email us? If you are a single Simpsons fan and you want to be paired up with another single Simpsons fan, you listen to this podcast, um, please email us and let us know, you know, a little bit about yourself and we're going to pair people up, your local Los Angeles specifically. Yeah. Because we want to have you on the show too. Um, so yeah, we'll put you on a date. We yeah. won't pay for it, but we'll pair you up. <laughs> and maybe, I don't know, we'll give you something. Yeah, we'll do something. Yeah, we'll do something. But yeah, I think that'll be fun. Um, and if I was single, I would do it too. I would too. So. I mean, I'm single. Who wants to be paired up with me? Ooh, wow. <laughs> this is the whole reason why you started this podcast. Um, well, I was boy. waiting I was waiting to reveal it later. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> God, what a bombshell episode already. <laughs> One, I hate the Simpsons. You hate the Simpsons. <laughs> Two, you're just using this as a ploy to get a boyfriend. <laughs> or Which, girlfriend. Or girlfriend. We don't know. Yeah. Or clown friend. Or clown friend. Um, but yeah, email us for that. and uh, Not for that. that. We were joking Sorry, about no. Allie. Not for that. Uh, email us for being paired up uh, with another Simpsons fan who is not Allie. Uh, or myself. Um, I'm uh, and uh, yeah, we'll do the proper back- background check so that it's not like a murderer. No psycho bobs. No bobs. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great week. Yeah, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. Yes, homie. That's it.
You people have stood in my way long enough. I'm going to clown college. I don't think any of us expected him to say that. <laughs>